The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. You're listening to The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. It's four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. on Monday evening here on the East Coast of the United States. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are partaking of the Steve Malzberg Show right here on TNT. On Saturday, as I had mentioned to you on Friday, uh, they had the South Carolina uh, presidential primary. And as I mentioned, Donald Trump uh, was going to do. He won overwhelmingly. Um, we'll get to that. We also have um, tomorrow, Michigan, the state of Michigan. And really the only mystery there is on the Democrat side, uh, a lot of people in Michigan who are unhappy with the way Joe Biden is handling the Middle East. A lot of Palestinian supporters are saying people should vote um, the other, you know, not vote for Joe Biden on the Democrat side. And then a week from tomorrow, we have Super Tuesday, a whole bunch of states. We have the State of the Union the following, well, next week also. Um, so we got so many things coming up. Um, here to discuss it with us uh, is our friend, who we welcome back once again. I'm very happy to say former Congresswoman Dr. Nan Hayworth, um, first MD to serve a, a full term as a member of the U.S. Congress. She was also a member of the Trump 2020 Advisory Board. Congresswoman, how are you? I'm well, sir. How are you? I'm good. Um, let, let's before we get to any of that, I just want to touch on something um, which I'm sure you're aware of. And and this certainly could have a lot of repercussions when it comes to uh, to the, the, the race for one on one, the when the two nominees are decided. And that's uh, what happened to um, to Lake and Riley in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the nursing student, 22 years old, went out for a jog last Thursday, was found dead, a Venezuelan illegal immigrant uh, who, who you know, had been arrested before, um, is, 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 has been arrested for her murder, charged on nine counts, uh, st- allegedly strangled her to death. She didn't know him. He didn't know her. It was broad daylight. It wasn't that far removed from the uh, the, the the campus at, at the University of Georgia, and you know you have the left basically mentioning, yeah, he was uh, he was uh, here illegally, or he was uh, uh, an illegal uh, um, uh, immigrant, or whatever they call them. But you know, people on on the right are are saying that Joe Biden has blood on his hands. This, this guy came into this country under Joe Biden. He never would have gotten here under Donald Trump, theoretically, with the policies Trump had in place that Biden undid. And all the White House could say was, oh, you know, uh, our sympathies and uh, anybody involved should suffer the full consequences of the law. Uh, any further questions, ask ICE or, or the DA. So what's your take uh, with immigration so so f- high up in the concerns of all the public, Democrat, Republican, independent, wh- what, what is something like this going to do? Uh, well, it should redound uh, profoundly against Biden and uh, quite honestly, uh, all of the down ticket Democrats, because um, they have largely Uh, voted with him and voted to support him in everything he does. And uh, just as you uh, laid out in your introduction, Steve, 
uh, the Biden administration, the minute, the day Joe Biden took office, they reversed uh, probably everything. I don't know if there was anything they retained uh, from uh, President Trump's uh, executive branch uh, actions and um, orders. And so they reversed all of the policies, you know, remain in Mexico, uh, the, um, I think it's Title 42, you know, having to do with uh, protecting Americans from risk of infection, specifically referent to COVID, but you could make the argument for lots of things. Uh, right. You know, all the ways in which President Trump uh, took it upon his administration to protect the American people, of course, uh, building the wall, which was controversial. Uh, there's no question, and he received a lot of pushback uh, and a lot of ridicule for it. But in fact, our Border Patrol has said, look, anything that slows these people down is helpful to us. So yes, a wall is helpful. And the Biden administration, of course, has let the materials literally rot uh, at the southern border. So uh, yes, this this poor young woman, uh, the without which not, right, of of her murder was the fact that that without that criminal, uh, multiple criminal being present in the United States and in Athens, Georgia, which is a sanctuary uh, jurisdiction in Georgia, she would not have encountered him and presumably she'd be alive today. Right. And and we see that going on with the attacks and uh, the robberies and the shootings uh, uh, with these Venezuelan uh, gangs that are illegals. But, yes. but by the way, you mentioned the wall. And very interesting. There's a Monmouth University poll that just came out on the mm -hmm. wall. And it's the first time they did this poll since um, in a while. So yeah. right now, a, a majority, 53 percent say finish building the wall, build the wall. 46% say no. In 2017, um, only 35% said yes, and 60 said no. So now you right. went from 35 to 53. You revert, you inverse the numbers there. Um, yeah. And and that is that is a huge difference. Also, um, uh, uh, same poll, 60% say uh, illegal immigration is uh, very serious. 23 say somewhat, so that's 83%. Only 15 say not so serious or not at all. So, you know, now Biden is going to supposedly go down to the border. He's going to issue some kind of cockamamie executive orders, but he's not going to undo what he already did, which was undo everything Trump did, which he can. He could put all those things you talked about back in place. He's not going to do it. He's going to do something less and then blame Congress for not doing more. And I just hope and pray the Republicans on this issue don't let the public get hoodwinked. Yes, it, Steve, that is the perpetual problem for Republicans is that, um, and you know, when I was in active political life in you know, 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, we were always warned for understandable reasons, you know, don't blame the media, you know, because that sounds weak, it sounds whiny, you know, it sounds, but in fact, it became clear one of the, uh, uh, facts of life about COVID that have in some ways, you know, enlightened us uh, is that the the mainstream media are dedicated to uh, 
promoting and propounding the messages of the left and the Democrat Party. And Republicans, I'm asked all the time, why don't Republicans speak out about this? Well, we speak out constantly. And I know you and I have talked about it. It's, it's you know, where does, uh, where does it break through to the big alphabet networks, especially, you know, the big broadcast entities, the big newspaper chains, all of whom, you know, the newspapers are that are left-leaning are losing readership. Uh, I don't know how viewership of uh, network news is going, but, but that's the challenge because you're right, Steve. We need to make the case. If we can't effectively make the case, then, of course, what's happening is that the crime rate is making the case. You know, people people are experiencing this acceleration of, you know, this seemingly exponential uh, rate of increase of awful things happening that are attributable to uh, the, the Democrats in particular, their drive to repudiate the rule of law in every way they can, except for laws that they like. Uh, so yes, we need to keep <laughs> pounding on the case that yep. it is this administration that could be doing exactly what Donald Trump did, what President Trump did, and refuses to do it, doesn't need Congress to pass a law to do it. Right. Uh, you know, they have all the tools that they need. Right. No, a a absolutely. All right. So let's let's go to the uh, the results from South Carolina. Uh, you know, the way Nikki Haley has presented it and the way the media is presenting it, for the most part, that 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 media, which you correctly described, but you left one thing out. They are Democrats. They are the left. They're just an extension of it all, as you well know. But, um, you know, they're saying, oh, 40 percent. Whoa. I mean, that means 40 percent of people didn't vote for Donald Trump. Well, that's that's not good for Donald Trump. That's terrible for Donald Trump. I mean, the whole thing is just you, you want to bang your head against the wall because it's crazy and it's made up. She says she's staying in the uh, the the uh, Koch brothers uh, yesterday announced they're not going to fund her anymore. So right. that probably means unless she does really well and that would mean maybe winning something or multiple states on Super Tuesday next Tuesday, she's yeah. she's got to be done, I would think. But done, I don't know, because I want you to hear the um, the director of the No Labels Party, Joe Cunningham, who was asked if um, if Nikki Haley might be someone his party would be interested in having on the ticket. Here is a cut 288. It appears it's going to be Trump versus Biden right now. But we don't know. Nikki Haley, she's going to remain in the race. You can't count her out completely. Uh, and hats off to her for staying in it and for sticking with it. But we're looking for great quality people, folks that have broad appeal to independents, Democrats, Republicans. And um, and yeah, I mean, Nikki Haley is somebody we, we'd definitely be interested in. And what's your timeline in selecting a candidate? So we won't be making a decision before Super Tuesday. We've said from the onset that after Super Tuesday, we're going to look at who the presumptive nominees are. And if the vast majority of Americans are unhappy with those and we feel like we can put forward a ticket or offer our ballot line to, to candidates who can win, then we're going to offer that ballot line. Do you believe that uh, that's something? I mean, she did. She did do well with independence. Um, that's something he's looking for. Um, in a head-to-head -head matchup, she beats Biden by a lot. Do you mm -hmm. think that uh, that's her future? You know, I I wouldn't rule it out, Steve. It's such a it's such a very strange uh, election cycle, as everyone knows. 
Um, I have uh, certainly I've always admired uh, Governor and Ambassador Haley. She did an outstanding job uh, in the UN for the nation when she was appointed there by President Trump. She was a fine governor of South Carolina, her own home state. However, of course, looking at the presidential field, uh, you know, said uh, clearly uh, we prefer uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and it is an open primary. That is, you know, that does reveal something. But obviously, there were enough voters in South Carolina in that open primary to make that decision uh, for Trump. Uh, and, you know, I've fought hard for President Trump. So I, you know, I certainly uh, want to see him succeed. Uh, he seems to have the, uh, certainly, he will have the Republican nomination wrapped up. Uh, I think that's uh, that's uh, uh, pretty clear at this point. Um, you know, it it becomes Steve. Elections in this country are determined by the electoral college. Can someone like a Nikki Haley? What she would have to do is win uh, swing states and big states. Um, and you know, I don't think she'll win any deep red states if she's running for president. Of course, the deep red states tend not to be as populous, with the exception of Florida and Texas. Uh, you know, they, someone's going to run those numbers, but it, it's it's and she will take from, uh, I think, a lot more from Biden than she will from President Trump. You know, that's right. been shown, right. You know, Biden's support is uh, tenuous at best, except among hardcore Dems. Uh, certainly among independents, Nikki Haley, I think, would do extremely well. Um, but, you know, it depends. It depends on the uh, on the numbers and third party candidacies, as we know, in this country have uh, served to be spoilers, uh, arguably, but uh, but not victorious. Uh, and one thing that interested me about no labels uh, was a few months ago, Stephen, you know, this. Uh, they published an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, and they they made it very clear that they didn't want to run a presidential candidate if it would hurt Joe Biden. That didn't say, you know, they wouldn't run a presidential candidate if it would hurt Donald Trump. Apparently, that was okay. So hmm. no labels to me has always, I don't know. I just they're not my they're not my favorite entity. Oh, I'm not. I'm not defending them at all. But I just thought it was interesting. No, I know. And I, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just, I always no, that, feel that, as though they're they're Democrat light. Yeah. No. Probably. Yeah. We're talking to former Congresswoman Nan Hayworth here on the Steve Malzberg show. Okay. So you know now, uh, what was the story today that uh, Governor Christy Noem she um, she met with Trump at Mar-a-Lago, and now the speculation is that she, you know, she we know she's supposedly on the short list for VP. We've talked about possible VPs before, but I think since we last spoke, uh, the name uh, and the presence of Tim Scott has kind of skyrocketed, at least from what I could see. Um, I don't know anything. Uh, wh wh where do you think we are? And do you think um, that Tim Scott is more likely than not to be the VP or still wide open? I, you know, Tim Scott I, I, is a personal friend and I, I can't say enough good things about him. Um, as a man, as a... As well, next a, time you have a dinner with him, invite me, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I haven't seen him in a while, but, but we are friends, you know, he's, uh, I mean, he's, I'm, he's I'm just, kidding. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I know. But, um, you know, I just want to preface that, you know, I, sadly, I don't dine with him every week. I wish I did, but, um, I don't know. Um, I think it, the, 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 
wonderful thing is that President Trump actually has amazing uh, opportunities among so many Republicans. Our bench is incredibly strong. I've said I thought Kristi Noem uh, had the inside chance because, you know, she's, you know, she's a woman and, you know, she's very successful in South Dakota uh, and she's a governor. So that's obviously a good thing to be. It's an executive position. Um, and, you know, I, I would still probably give her, uh, you know, the, the inside edge, but I really have uh, it's dealer's choice and Tim Scott would be great. Yeah, no, I, I I I agree with you, and I think it's going to be just a a matter of uh, you know, just I, I can't wait till he p- makes the pick. That's for sure. Um, I don't think there's going to be any debates if it's Biden, but I don't think I I really don't think it's going to be Biden. I mean, did you see what he did on Saturday? He he was quoting Lincoln, and of course he could never remember the quote, so he had it written down on a card. He couldn't read the card. I mean, it's just it's just every single day, and we're in February. I mean, I we're talking about going November and convincing people that he could be president for years after that. I just don't think it, he's going to be on the ticket. I it, it's it's hard to imagine. Again, weird year. But also, you know, tomorrow, I believe it is right, uh, Steve. He's supposed to go to Brownsville, Texas, uh, President Biden. I I, I, I I know it's this week. I'm not sure if it's right. tomorrow or not. It could be. Could Why be. isn't he taking his borders are? Vice President Harris, because presumably <laughs> he'd be the one to whom Democrats would have to turn if they 25th Amendment that guy. And by the way, Ken Buck, uh, you know, my uh, old buddy from Colorado, uh, introduced uh, a, a measure in the House uh, today, a bill in the House, to uh, use the 25th Amendment to eject Biden from office. And Yeah, well... It certainly it is something. Look, when 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 Donald Trump had to hold on to the railing going down the little st- the little ramp at West Point, oh. they put on shrink saying, "Oh, oh, Twenty Fifth Amendment. He there's something wrong with him." Totally. But Biden, oh no, Biden's you know the what, shark. Steve? <laughs> I've been down that ramp. I was down that same ramp because when I was in Congress, I had the privilege of attending West Point graduation. And let me tell you, that ramp is hellish to get down. So I know exactly what he was talking about. It is a scary, and they don't provide, as I recall, they don't provide handrails, which is brilliant. Well, it's probably a training, uh, a a training um, um, mechanism for our troops, which is good, uh, but not good for people who aren't uh, training to be our troops. I guess. Listen, Congress. Stilettos or leather (laughs) soles. Well, I can can't speak from experience. I've never worn stilettos, at least not that I could remember. Anyway, I thank you for your time as always. I look forward to the next time and uh, stay well, Congresswoman. You too. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for your voice. Take care. Congresswoman uh, Nan Hayworth here on the Steve Malsberg show. Um, Okay, we have so much to get to. Always great to talk to her and uh, get her perspective. And when we come back, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the horrific uh, murder of uh, Lake and Riley and let you hear some of what Donald Trump had to say on Saturday night and what Nikki Haley had to say on Saturday night. Again, she has a way of coming out there after a loss and baby, she's, yeah, yeah, well, look what we did, 40%. That's not nothing. Uh, That's a landslide in politics to lose 60 to 40, you know, but (laughs) anything goes. All right, we're coming back. Steve Malsberg right here on TNT.
TNT's Kate Shimarani. They want you dead. It's a depopulation agenda. I hate to break it to you. The government are not your mummy and daddy. You are. Walk in authority. Take control of your own health. It, it's not the healthcare service. It's the homicide service. <laughs> That's what they're doing. From the minute you're born, they're injecting you. Actually, they're injecting you while you're in vitro now. It's about making you sick, keeping you sick, treating you, killing you, disposing you, and charging you for the luxury. And we don't want that. We want you to live a long and healthy life so that you too can look like Klaus Anal Schwab of the World Economic Forum, that bloke in the skin suit. We can live forever. We should be living till we're 120. Kate Shamarani on today's News Talk TNT. My name's Stacy. I'm 57, and I was adopted in 2020. We were adopted in 2019. And we were adopted in 2021. We had a house. Um, and it sounds crazy, but it wasn't a home. The one thing that Jake and Emma brought is it became a home. When I met Dakota, he had just turned 14. You weren't there for the first this and the first that. I missed the first words, but we got a lot of other firsts. I'm watching her say, oh my God, I cannot believe I got my license. And she's like, I passed. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> See them grow. It is. They chose to love us. They didn't have to. They chose us. Family. You and you. Kids in the middle. What I thought was a complete life was nowhere near complete. <laughs> but it is now. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. So many people who had no history of heart illnesses have got it now, or blood clotting after the COVID-19 vaccination. Punish those who hurt people with COVID madness. Lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. Okay, folks, uh, we are back. Um, I want you to listen. Uh, interviewed on Fox earlier was uh, the former ICE director under Donald Trump, uh, uh, Tom Homan. Uh, and here he's talking about the murder of uh, Lake and Riley. Again, 22-year-old nursing student, uh, worked for her church, volunteered for her church, uh, was a babysitter. I mean, from what the descriptions that you hear from her friends, her former roommates, the, just this, a soul like they've never met before, just a wonderful soul she goes out jogging university of georgia goes out jogging doesn't come back to cut the last thursday her, her roommates get worried they call the cops and they find her dead body strangled and the uh, guy they arrested is an illegal immigrant from venezuela who was arrested before so here is um here is uh cut number 290. well this guy entered the country illegally in september of 2022 under the biden open border policy uh, he was released in parole into the United States. Like thousands of people are released every day by this administration. So he's here on parole. But look, let, let's be clear. He shouldn't be here. Under Trump administration, he'd be sitting in Mexico in the Remain in Mexico program, but they killed that program. Under Trump administration, we ended catch and release. So even if he wasn't staying in Mexico, when you enter the country illegally without documentation, the law says you shall be detained. Not maybe, not think about it, you shall be detained. We ended the catch release. He should be, at least be sitting in a nice detention facility. They failed him a third time because after entering the country, he committed a crime in New York City, injury to a child. His wife was arrested for possession of stolen property. Under Trump administration, he would have been taken back into custody for violating his terms of release. 
But in this administration, Secretary Mayorkas has told ICE, you can't arrest somebody being in the country illegally unless you're convicted of an aggravated felony. And when he, when this, this accused murderer entered this country illegally, at the same proximity, people like Mayorkas and Kamala Harris were asked, is the border secure? Is the border, oh yes. Oh yes, the border is secure. These are freaking lying skunks. Okay? And you've seen the videos of what's happening in cities like New York and elsewhere. The shootings. It's like the wild, wild west involving illegals, gangs. And now this poor girl strangled. Did, didn't know the guy. Oh, no, no, she wasn't strangled. I, no, no, I'm confused. I, be, I believe she was hit over the head. A blunt force to the head, actually. My mistake. That might have been a better way to go. Maybe she didn't see it coming. That would have. That could be what, something we could hope for, that she didn't have the fear as she was dying. Un just, it's, there are no words. There are no words. Now listen how the Democrats couch this issue. This is the governor of New York. This is about a week or so ago, okay? This is... This is as, as the cops are being kicked and beaten in the street by thugs, illegal thugs. This is the governor of New York. Uh, cut number 137. Now the Democrats have the opportunity to say, for the longest time you've been complaining about the border. You wanted all these conditions in place. We gave you those conditions. President Biden negotiated with Chuck Schumer negotiated. Republicans negotiated. And you should have done your jobs instead of listening to the person, the only one who's in your ears, apparently, and that's Donald Trump. He did not want this to be successful, a successful resolution of this problem, because that might help Democrats, including the president, politically. And that's as crass as it is. So I said, OK, you refuse to take action. You've been complaining about it. Well, now it is your problem. So you can all band together, all of you lemmings who jumped off the cliff following Donald Trump. And now politically, this is something you have to explain to your constituents come election time and the ads will be run against you because you refuse to do what's necessary. She's a, by the way, she's a political lightweight. What's less than a lightweight? A bantamweight? A featherweight? She's just, she, there's nothing to her, okay? She locked into the, the, the governorship. Yeah, she won, but she locked into to that position. She ran as an incumbent when, when uh, 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 Cuomo, um, I almost said Chris Cuomo. I almost said Mario Cuomo. Uh, when Cuomo had to uh, had to uh, quit because of allegations of sexual impropriety, et cetera. So she was the lieutenant governor. She became governor. And then she beat uh, Lee Zeldin, not by a whole lot in the state of New York, former Congressman Lee Zeldin. And uh, you see, you see, see how they see. And, and they lie like they freaking breathe. Of course, the president of the United States overturned all the policies that Donald, had, Donald Trump had in place through executive order. Biden, on day one, signed his own executive orders. No more remain in Mexico. All the things that you, we talked about, no more. And now you have an invasion. And you have, you, have, you have a crime syndicate roaming the streets, running the streets, killing people. And she said, ah, you wouldn't pass legislation. Nothing to do with legislation. The president has the authority to actually close the border. 
Forget remain in Mexico. Forget all that. Close the border today for emergency reasons. But they make believe they need Congress to pass a bill, da, 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 which they don't. Now, Biden, the plan is he's going to come out and say, I'm signing an executive order because Congress won't act. The Republicans won't act. They're in bed with Donald Trump. And again, it's all a lie. You want to sign an executive order? Close the border. Bring back all the things Donald Trump signed into law that you reversed. But they won't do that, and they won't mention what Donald Trump put in place because they're filthy liars. And all they could say, all the White House could say about this poor girl, this poor girl, Lakeland Riley, is um, we would like to extend our deepest condolences to the family and loved ones of Lake Lakin Hope Riley. People should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law if they're found to be guilty. Given this is an active case, we would have to refer you to state law enforcement and ICE. Really? You never talk about active cases? When someone uses a gun to go shoot up somewhere, aren't you there talking about gun laws, talking about the Republicans, talking about the NRA? So full of baloney. You reek of baloney. Reek. And this poor girl, poor girl, they're going to have a funeral for her. Here's one more from this, this lightweight, featherweight, bantamweight, Kathy Hogel, the governor of New York, 170, I'm sorry, 138. Especially the 10 Republicans who represent the great state of New York have every opportunity, even now, to go down the hall, talk to Speaker, the Speaker Johnson, and say, Speaker, we're going to lose our elections in these battleground seats right here through New York State. And we're going to deliver a victory for Hakeem Jeffries to be the speaker if we don't reverse where the course we're on right now. They need to see that now, do what's right for our country, and stop complaining about a problem that they now are responsible for. <laughs> Again, that's a message people will believe because they don't know better. And if the Republicans, and they've been out there speaking, but if the Republicans don't fight back harder than hard, 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 play Joe Biden bragging about how he's going to reverse everything Trump put in place, play Joe Biden with the signing ceremony when he did reverse everything Donald Trump put in place, play it all, play it how he, how he welcomed immigrants, immigrants are welcome, illegals, come on, play it all. Take away this lightweight's narrative, but it's not her narrative. It's the talking points narrative. The talking points of the media and the left. The media and the, which is the same thing, but you know what I'm saying. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. And let's go. Um, do you know how fast the cable networks called <laughs> Saturday's South Carolina primary for Donald Trump? Well, here's the the polls closed at 7 p.m. Eastern. Here is uh, MSNBC right at 7 p.m. Eastern. Here's cut 276. Results starting to come in. And the polls have now closed at 7 p.m. 
We are waiting to see whether we will have a call in one direction or another or a too early to call. That has been the case in a few of the contests we've had. And as you can see there, and I'm learning this as I see it on your screen myself, we do have a call. We have projected a winner at polls closing. And that projected winner, of course, is the essential incumbent in this race, Donald Trump, the previous president before Joe Biden, the person who seems to be in a poll position for the nomination. We're making that call at 7 p.m. in about seven seconds. There you go. That would that took a long time. And uh, let's go to um, CNN 277. Polling places are about to close in South Carolina. Five seconds left in the GOP presidential primary fight between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. And right now, we can make a major projection. CNN projects that Donald Trump will win the South Carolina Republican primary, defeating former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley in her home state and securing his fourth major early victory in the GOP primary season. The former president taking another critical step toward winning his third Republican presidential nomination and continuing his dominance over the race. His dominance. Uh, and Fox was no different. Here is cut uh, 277A. It is 7 p.m. here on the East Coast and the polls are officially closed in the state of South Carolina. Good evening. I'm Brett Baer. And good evening, everybody. I'm Martha McCallum, live here at Fox News headquarters in New York for our special coverage of the South Carolina Republican primary. And the Fox News decision desk can now project that former President Donald Trump will win the state's GOP primary. Trump now has three times as many delegates as former Governor Nikki Haley. And then with these tonight, he could add up to 50 more. Not a lot of suspense tonight. No, not a lot of suspense, Brett. You're absolutely right. So there you go. All of them within the first 30 seconds uh, called the race for Trump. I called the race for Trump in South Carolina days ago, but they can't do that. You know, they got to wait till the polls close. Um, they're not allowed to, uh, I don't believe, to uh, make a projection because they get those. They, obviously, no votes were counted, but they have the exit polls uh, that they go by. And that's what they, you know, that's what they based it on. And it came to fruition just about a little over 60%, little under 40%, uh, Trump over Haley. And that's, uh, like I said, in politics, you win by 20%. That's a, that's a landslide. That's a landslide. But of course, the media, many in the media, and Nikki Haley didn't see it that way. Let's go to Donald Trump first, who, um, and I don't know where he got this statement from that he's going to make that he got more votes than anybody else ever in South Carolina because at that point the votes weren't all counted but nonetheless <laughs> here's cut 289 this was a little sooner than we anticipated it was an even bigger win than we anticipated and I was just informed that we got double the number of votes that has ever been received in the great state of South Carolina. So that's pretty good. So it's a record times two, and there's something going on in the country. And we have incredible friends, and we're going to be up here on 
November 5th, and we're going to look at Joe Biden, and we're going to look him right in the eye. He's destroying our country, and we're going to say, Joe, you're fired. Get out. Get out, Joe. You're fired. All right, a little a little apprentice reference there. Um, but how could he possibly know he got double the votes that they, 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 this was early in the evening? I even said a little earlier than we anticipated. Very early. Very, very early. Uh, and uh, there's no way he could have known how many votes he would have gotten or had gotten because they weren't counted. Okay, whatever. I'll give him that. I'll excuse that. Whatever. Okay. Um, so now let's uh, let's go. Let's shift gears, as as they say, and let's go to Nikki Haley. Once again, the loser. She hasn't won yet. Here, her own home state. And I got to tell you, I tweeted out as she started talking and got into it for the first minute or so. I said, "Looks like Nikki's gonna ra- gonna gonna drop out." Then I tweeted out, "Oops, I was wrong." Because she didn't, but it sounded to me like at the beginning she was going to. So let's go to 279. I've always seen our state as a family. Families are honest with each other. They say the hard truths. That's what I've done this entire campaign. And that's what I'll do now. What I saw today was South Carolina's frustration with our country's direction. I've seen that same frustration nationwide. I share it. I feel it to my core. I couldn't be more worried about America. It seems like our country is falling apart. But here's the thing. America will come apart if we make the wrong choices. All right. So don't you think, right? You're sitting there, you're watching this live. Doesn't it sound like she's coming to the buildup that she's dropping out for the good of the country? She's going to throw her support towards Trump, blah, blah, blah. No, she got 40%. (laughs) Here's cut 280. This has never been about me or my political future. We need to beat Joe Biden in November. I don't believe Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden. Nearly every day, Trump drives people away, including with his comments just yesterday. Today in South Carolina, we're getting around 40% of the vote. That's about what what we got in New Hampshire, too. I'm going to count it. I know 40% is not 50%. But I also know 40% is not some tiny group. What on earth? What on earth? Don't forget, I've said that I I thought she would make a good vice presidential candidate. She can't be that anymore. She's just still attacking, still attacking, still attacking. 
And really, in a two-person race, 40 you're bragging about 40% in the state where you're from, in the state where you were governor? You're bragging? Then that's what we got in New Hampshire. Woo! And that's what we got here. Woo! 40%. Two people in the race. There's not 10 people in the race. There's not three. Two. One. Two. You lost by 20%. You got slaughtered, politically speaking. A landslide. I got 20, folks. I know it's not 50, but I'm 40. Wow. I mean, she's, she's losing her credibility. She really is. You say stuff like that, you know, that's, that's, that's just ridiculous. That's just insane. Insane. No wonder the Koch brothers yesterday announced no more money, Nikki. Uh, bye bye. Forty percent. Maybe that's what got them. You stress the forty percent so much in a two-person race. You stress that you got walloped, and they're sitting there saying, "Wait a minute." She bragging that she got that in New Hampshire, and she's bragging that she got that now. What are we throwing money down the toilet for? So good for the Koch brothers. Now. Here's, uh, here's 281. There are huge numbers of voters in our Republican primaries who are saying they want an alternative. I said earlier this week that no matter what happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. I'm a woman of my word. I'm not giving up this fight when a majority of Americans disapprove of both Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Wow. <laughs> I'm a woman of my word. Uh, I'll say my word, all right, in a different meaning, different word. I mean, come on. Come on. Just crazy stuff. You know, you want you, you're losing your gravitas. You really are. You're so you're becoming a little deranged, uh a little a uh, little um um well, egocentric. I mean, that's, you know, I I judge she should stop. Before she, before she ruins herself for, again, uh, the no, no labels party, if that's where she's going to go, or just stay out of it until two, 2028. I can't believe it's 2024. Um, you know, who the heck knows? I mean, Donald Trump just ran in 2016. It's, you know, the first time and won. It's eight years later. Wow. Eight years. I mean, the weekends go fast. But as we've established here before the show, every every day, every every Monday. But eight years. Anyway, whatever. So that's uh, that's uh, Nikki Haley. Now, Ari Fleischer, of course, former uh, White House uh, spokesperson under George W. Bush, Fox News contributor. Um, 
talks about independent voters. He makes a point. He makes a point. Uh, here he is on Fox, obviously, reacting to Nikki Haley's speech that you just heard part of. Here is cut 282. You know, I've been around a lot of these candidate speeches. I've written a few. That was a no-labels speech tonight by Nikki Haley. That was a speech when she says, no matter what, I am running. When she trashes Joe Biden, trashes Donald Trump, she is setting herself up to run down the middle. And look, look at what happened in South Carolina tonight. She won, according to the Fox voter analysis, independent voters by 19 percentage points tonight. Percent of the people who voted in the primary, which is why she got her clock cleaned in the primary by Donald Trump. But when you look at independent voters, she sees a huge group out there. And when you look at the country, independent voters are 43 percent of the country. Republicans are 27 percent. Democrats are 27 percent. So she is looking ahead and seeing a swath down the middle that doesn't like Biden, doesn't like Trump. I, I can just feel it. I watched it. My reaction was immediate. Mm -hmm. She is declaring. And so why won't she drop out of the race? Because she sees herself on the runway to something new. And when you see yourself on the runway, you don't pull your plane off the runway. You get ready to take off. That's what she's doing tonight. And then you heard subsequent to that on Sunday. Uh, was it Sunday or was it today? It was uh, wherever it was. It was on um, Fox and Friends weekend. So it was after it was after um, it was on Sunday. And you heard the director of the national director of the No Labels Party. We played it for the congresswoman say, oh, Nikki Haley. Yeah, we sure we'd consider Nikki Haley. Now, you couldn't hear the number, I don't think. I didn't hear the numbers. I'll just say, he said she won independence by, what, 19%. Then he said, but independence in this state was just like, it was less than 10% of the, of, the, of the voters. Like, I think it was 9%. So she won, she won by, by, by a lot, uh, the, the 9 or so percent of independent voters that actually voted. So in 9% in South Carolina voting in that primary is not a lot of independents, but she won them. That's why she got a clock cleaned, as, as Ari Fleischer uh, alluded to. Somebody has to tell her that 40% means you got your clock cleaned. Uh, but we've established that. So anyway, you know, she might run on a third party. I mean, who, who they got? Who they got? Keep hearing Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia. Then I hear he's not going to run. I mean, who, who are they going to pluck? They don't have anybody... I don't think, I mean, RFK Jr., they don't have anybody who could do as well as Nikki Haley. Now, who she'd affect more, who she'd, she would probably, she wouldn't take votes from Trump. She would take votes from Biden, lots of votes from Biden, because when she's matched up against Biden head to head, she creams him. But it's not going to be Biden. It's going to be Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama. I saw Gavin Newsom interviewed uh, the other day. His hair still hasn't moved. Not one hair on his head has moved. <laughs> and his answers, slick as could be. Slick as could be. On abortion, um, no, but I'm not going to talk about late-term abortion because that's a canard. Really? Killing babies uh, uh, eight, seven, eight, nine months old in the womb? With, with hair on their heads and fingers and toes and feelings and, and feel pain, that's a canard to you? And as he said it, his hair didn't move. Just, just warning you right now.
Okay, folks, we have one final segment left in the hour. Uh, we'll take a look ahead to tomorrow, which is Michigan, uh, right here. Steve Malsberg on TNT. Last week, Brandon met a girl on a dating app. One day after work, he finally found the courage to ask her out. No answer. He started to panic. Was he being too pushy? Maybe it was too... Hey, sorry I didn't respond. I was driving. I would love to go on a date. How does tonight sound? Brandon tried to play it cool, but inside he knew. A girl so smart, so responsible. She must be a keeper. When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost, the International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But the danger to animals the world over is growing, and the need for your help has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, we can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. This is the Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome back. And, um, you know, TNT is amazing. We do what no one else does. They say they do it. They give the, uh, they like you to believe they do it, but they don't. TNT has been in existence about two and a half years only. Okay. And you, you tune into TNT and you think, wow, I mean, these guys have been around forever. Look at them. Look, look how they look. Look, listen to how they sound. Look what they're doing. And we have hosts all over the world and we broadcast 24 seven. Okay. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. Um, and even if they did, they don't do it like us. Okay. And you know it, if you're listening or watching, you know what we do. And you also know that, um, probably because we've been talking about this, the mainstream media is out of control. I document that every single day on this show. Other hosts do as well. And they got sponsors, lots and lots of sponsors who are happy to contribute to the false narrative that they put forth. And we are very picky about sponsors and, uh, and, and, and financial backers. And so while we're in the process of finding the correct ones, uh, I ask you, please, to uh, visit our website, which is, of course, uh, tntradio.live, tntradio.live, and make a contribution. Keep us going. Keep it, keep it going. Keep it coming. And uh, give what you can give. It'll be much appreciated. And um, keep on listening. Tell your friends. Spread the word. And always check out TNT Radio. I look down because I don't want to mess it up. I'm not Joe Biden. Uh, tntradio.live. And, and make a contribution. Show how much you uh, appreciate us and, uh, and, and keep, things, uh, keep things going so we're able to do what we do. Okay, thanks. All right, uh, let us continue. Tomorrow's Michigan. Tomorrow is the Michigan primary. And on the Democrat side of the Michigan primary, uh, you have uh, Arab Americans, Palestinian supporters, large population of Michigan saying, don't vote for Joe Biden. And that could... 
that could impact him there. Uh, here is cut 291. Progressives have been upset about Joe Biden's support of Israel, which we think there might be some sort of uh, ceasefire and hostage release brewing. They that state has the largest percentage of Arab American voters. How concerned should the campaign be about this? Way more concerned than they currently are. Um, I actually talked to the leader of the abandoned Biden movement uh, on the ground there. He's a Palestinian American, knows folks who um, have had family members who have died um, during the bombardments in Gaza. Um, and he was a Biden voter. Just a few months ago, he had a sign, a Biden-Harris sign in his yard. Now he says he would sooner vote for, what did he say? Sooner vote for Mickey Mouse than mm. Joe Biden, even if it means voting for Donald Trump. So I think that mm. if you look at the numbers, one more thing, Martha, uh, Joe Biden won by 150,000 votes in Michigan. There are 200,000 Muslim or Arab American voters in Michigan. If he alienates all of them, Michigan is gone for him. Oh, what a shame that would be. Wouldn't that be a shame? Hurry up, Joe. You know, sell Israel out. Throw them under the bus. Hurry up. Hurry up. Declare that Palestinian state that no one's going to uh, adhere to. Hurry up. Threaten them some more. Hurry up. Hurry up. And never, ever, ever, ever mention that this whole thing could be settled and and there could the, the Israel will stop uh, their bombing and everything else if Hamas surrenders and gives up the hostages. Don't ever mention that. Hurry up, Joe. Hurry up. Well, he's going to get he's going to feel the effects of this um, tomorrow, but it's not going to matter in the grand scheme of things, even if he is the candidate eventually. I mean, they're not, there's nobody else running, really. He's not going to he's not going to lose Michigan or anything like that. Not that it would matter if he did in the primaries. It will matter if he does in the um, in the general election. Obviously, Michigan is a key state. You heard how many votes he won it by. And um, that's that's when he had the support. I would imagine, of the uh, Arab American community there because what Donald Trump did was wonderful, was great, was brave, was was earth shattering, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, uh, recognizing Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights, um, what uh, the uh, Abraham Accords, normalizing uh, relations with several Arab countries and, and Israel. So uh, I'm sure that the uh, the uh, Arab American community and the Muslim American community uh, in uh, in portions of Michigan weren't out, you know, pulling the lever for Donald Trump. But uh, now they might or they might not vote or they might stay home or maybe. Well, Nikki Haley is is, you know, is just as big a supporter of Israel and she was in the U.N. Uh, for us. So uh, I don't think the votes will go there, even if she is a third party, no labels uh, candidate. So it's going to be tricky for Joe, who uh, him and his administration are doing their best uh, to, you know, try to screw Israel, who will not be screwed. So no need to worry if you're on the side of right uh, versus terror. Um, that's nothing to worry about. By the way, Benjamin Netanyahu was on um, uh, Face the Nation on Yesterday, Sunday, and tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll have time to play some of those uh, some of those bites. Very, very interesting stuff. And again, you got these these media members who try to like she she made a statement like she would get, make a statement and then change the subject and go to a new question. And Netanyahu says, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. You 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 got to give me a chance to address that. You know, I mean, they just they're clever. They know what they're doing. Okay, folks. Also, Sam Sorbo, the great actress." and activists tomorrow right here tell your friends tell your enemies god willing 9 p.m we'll be right back here steve malsberg on tnt